What's up, friends? This is the self-proclaimed guru, the self-proclaimed greatest sports guru ever, Will Walker. And you're here, and now you're listening to my sports podcast, Will's Take on Sports, for this week of April, um, the second week of April. I'm going to give you my opinions and predictions on what's coming up in the NBA playoffs. Also, a recap of my thoughts about them, of my thoughts about the Masters and how Tigers struggled in Augusta. Congratulations to Patrick Reed for having a good four days. And Jordan Spieth nearly... Um, he really nearly uh, pulled off the impossible with that hot um, Sunday, uh, that hot Sunday finish that he had. But congratulations to Patrick Reed. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and let's get this started. Here we go. All right, it's another week of Will's Take on Sports. I'm- I want to thank all my loyal listeners and supporters for listening to my podcast over the last couple of weeks. Thank you for all the love that you gave me for last week's podcast. Um, last week, I, um, I came on, I did the podcast um, in regards to about the Miami Dolphins and my dis, uh, I guess you could say my disappointment with how they performed so far this offseason. So, um, that's broke some Miami Dolphin fans' feathers a little bit. The ones that listen to the show, they come at me a little bit. But anyway, I don't mind. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. This is my sports podcast, and that's my opinion. Is that the Miami Dolphins have been absolutely abysmal um, as far as their offseason moves. But anyway, we're going to keep it going on this podcast. I'm going to give you some information and what I think about what the Tampa Bay Bucks are doing this offseason. Um, I'm just going to give you my opinion. Um, the Bucks made were supposed to make that big leap next last year. They after the acquisitions they made in the 2017 offseason, they were supposed to be able to make they were supposed to make be able to make a leap, or I guess you would say challenge for the playoffs. Even though the NFC South is a tough division, but they did not. And I'm going to give you um, my reason to why. I still say that the quarterback from Florida State, James Winston, is a bust. I think that's the reason. I don't think he's improved um, as he's uh, uh, during his time as, uh, as supposed to be uh, number one overall pick, transforming into a franchise quarterback. I don't think he's made that leap or he's even close to making that leap. So, in my opinion, James Winston is a bust. I know that's not a popular sentiment amongst most um, Florida State fans or Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. And, and it has nothing to do with me being a Miami Dolphin fan. It's just me just simply giving a look that he's a bust. Um, in my opinion, he just hasn't made that transformation to being um, from year and going into year four as a potential franchise quarterback. I think he's a solid starter, but I don't think he's a difference maker at quarterback. And that's what a franchise quarterback is. So I'm going to give you my thoughts a little later on in regards to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also going to preview what's going, what's getting ready to happen as far as the NBA playoffs getting ready to start this weekend. Um, my Miami Heat will get the first round matchup with the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm going to preview that one and give you some of my, my thoughts and predictions on other first round games and what I think will happen through the tournament and how this will turn out. I don't think it's going to be any mystery or any any surprises i think that this is just golden states to win so that's why i'm calling it the golden state invitation the golden state invitation on this tournament um of, which is the nba playoffs so that's what that is also Orlando magic i finally got rid of frank vogel that was going to happen jeff hornacek is not with the knicks two franchises that's not going anywhere need somebody to blame for um how pitiful they've been doing on the on the court especially over this last year just you know, that's what happens in the nba team don't perform um to the standards of do what GMs and I guess the executives thing, and then they fire the coach. Although that both of those teams have lack of talent. Although the Knicks have Porzingis, and he's better than what the Magic present as a I guess you would say their star player and Ben Gordon, um, Aaron Gordon, excuse me, the the dunker um, who's trying to get a who's trying to make that transition to having a complete game. It just hasn't happened yet. 
But you know, I guess you could say it's on its way. All right, real quick with the Masters um, over the past um, last weekend, Patrick Reed is the first. He won his first Masters. Um, things that's interesting that's come out after his win was a negative story that Reed played. Um, that what happened when he, Reed played one year at the University of Georgia, played golf one year at the University of Georgia. Um, he was dismissed from the team, and according to a book that was written, um, the name of the book is by uh, the name of the book is Slaying the Tiger: A Year Inside the Ropes on the New PGA Tour. It was written by Shane Ryan. He said. Ryan um, was accused of cheating and, and stealing from his teammates. Um, Ryan, of course, denied this in a Golf Channel interview, saying that he was dismissed for alcohol violations. Anyway, congratulations, Patrick Reed. That's just the way it goes now. We want to tear somebody down after they enjoy a, a, a great moment in sports or anything in, in this country. We just want to find a negative first. But anyway, none of that to me has anything to do with anything. The man had an outstanding four days. Tiger Woods did not. He struggled from the opening round, struggled even more. On the second day, he didn't have a very good – he just didn't have a good tournament. He looked decent at times. Um but you can tell he's just not his his putting game is not there for um uh I guess you would say a major tournament. I mean he's playing well. He he played well. I can't take anything from him after having you know eighteen month layoff. But this year he's been there. He just hasn't uh, been able to break through and get a win at a tournament. But kudos to Tiger um for being able to come in there. Um, compete. He he made the cut, which I think is an accomplishment in itself for him, given the given the fact of his layoff and what his injuries and, and getting back to health. So, but it, it's amazing. He had a couple of, at the Valspar opening. He had a he had a strong showing on the on the weekend that challenged for the win. And everybody said, "Okay, Tiger's back." Tiger's not back. He he's not back yet. You could tell he's just he's still missing. Um, what he would not have missed years ago when he was the top golfer in the world. There, there was no way a Tiger would miss a putt within 10 feet, but that's not a guarantee anymore. He's just, it's just off just a little bit. I think his reading, his reading of the, the greens, um, the speed of it uh, is, is is off a little bit, but that's going to come as he plays more golf and gets more acclimated to, um, I guess you could say, championship level um, type of greens. He'll he'll get better and everything. Also, I want to just take take a chance to say about my Man City being ousted, my Man City um, in the premier from the Premier League being ousted out of the Champions League in Europe. Um, hey, it was a tough. It, it, Liverpool is a tough matchup for Man City. They they proved that um in a Premier League um when they blasted Man City really early um in a in, a, in going up three nil um in this past uh game. Um this pat though in the first leg of this this um of this uh quarterfinal matchup with Man City and Liverpool. Liverpool's a tough team. Darius Freeman and Muhammad Salah is just having one of those. He's just having one of those magical years. Give Jurgen Klopp a lot of credit for being able to get his team prepared. I mean, City came out and got a goal within the first two two minutes of the contest. Thought they had another goal at the end, but uh, yeah, Leroy Sané was Sané was offsides. But you know that is what it is. It, uh, Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola got himself uh, ejected because he was uh, disputing that call and then arguing about it. But anyway, um, and then. Liverpool got they, they withstood the storm of the first half against Man City and then they moved on. That's just what it was, and so they won on um, aggregate five to one over Man City. So my Manchester, my Manchester City is out of the four teams that will be in. We know it's going to be Roma, Liverpool, um, Real, Real Madrid, which got away with one. Juventus made a strong showing yesterday in an away game. Both teams scored three goals apiece um, before. Um, 
Cristiano Ronaldo, the best player in the world, the Ballon d'Or um, finalist every almost seems like every year, and that's the the best player in Europe. He um, was able to make a penalty kick within um, an extra time, and that gave that propelled liver. I mean, propelled Real Madrid in order to go on to the semifinals, and also. Um, Bayern Munich is also back again. I mean, what can you say? Bayern Munich and Real and Real Madrid that seems to be um pretty much a, a constant with those two teams um making strong um Champions Cup Champions Cup um runs. All right, let me get right to this thing. You know what I do? It's called Simply the Best. You're simply the best. All right, that is simply the today. Simply the best goes to Patrick Reed again. Kudos for him for winning the Masters. Also, I'm going to turn back to um, to uh, European football, soccer as we call it in the states. I'm going to give it to Paul Pogba, and the reason why I'm going to give it to him because last week in the Manchester Manchester Derby, which is a rivalry, which is basically um, that's what they call it over there. That's what they call a rivalry, a derby. So, but in the Manchester Derby, um, Paul Pogba was able to come up with two big goals after my Man City again tough loss, tough week for Man City. But anyway, after Man City jumped on them, jumped up at home in the Etihad Stadium, up two nil. Um, going into halftime, looked like they were cruising. They should have been up more. They had more chances that they did not um, convert. I think a lot of that's to do with the fact that Con, Con Aguero, Sergio Aguero, is not been has not been healthy. He did make a return um, late in a Champions Champions match um, this week, but he was not available last Saturday. So anyway, um, but kudos to Paul Pogba. Um, he he was able to get two goals in uh, the second half, two big massive goals to get that uh, tied up at two, and then um, Manchester United was able to go ahead and get the three-two win and spoiling my Manchester my Manchester City from celebrating winning the Premier League as they are so far away ahead in points. And last week was supposed to be a culmination; they were supposed to be able to celebrate and with the victory over their crosstown rival in the Manchester Derby. So that did not happen. Also, I want to give a little love to Ben Simmons. Congratulations on being able to take his Philadelphia 76ers to the playoffs this season. Um, this young man has been outstanding. I watched him last weekend when he went up head to head. His team went up, went up, uh, Philadelphia 76ers went up against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Ben Simmons showed me, um, in that game that he doesn't need a jump shot. This kid is awesome. Um, I don't know about the comparisons to Magic Johnson. Magic was, I got to really say, Magic was a once-in-a-lifetime type player. He was just so dynamic without even scoring. Magic was just that dynamic. And then as Magic progressed in his career, he became more of a scorer. But anyway, this kid, Ben Simmons, is doing it all without what the kid calls himself the process, Joel, Joel Embiid, who's not, who hasn't been healthy because he had a fractured, um, eye, eye, uh, fractured eye. Something happened to his eye. Okay, let's just say that. But anyway, and he has he has been out, but this kid has stepped up. Philadelphia's going into the playoffs with 16 straight wins. Uh, so Miami, the Miami Heat have their hands cut out for him. And then there has something that said they think that the Philadelphia 76ers may represent the Eastern Conference as they are the third best team in the conference. Um I'm not quite sure about that, and I'm going to tell you why in a little bit. But anyway, uh, simply the best, Ben Simmons gets it also, and then also he's going to be rookie of the year, although he was drafted in 2016. He did not play in 2017, so that makes this his rookie year, the 2017-2018 season, and he will be the rookie of the year. But I know Donovan Mitchell is getting a lot of love, a lot of people's mission, because he was able to lead a Utah team that nobody suspected would be nowhere near um, the playoffs this season after they, um, you know, after the move, after um, 
the young man uh, moved on to Boston. I can't think of his name. Haywood. After the kid Gordon Haywood came over from, <laughs> came over from, um, they went on to, to went on to the Boston Celtics. Everybody, nobody saw this coming as far as Utah Utah was concerned. But Donovan Mitchell was able to lead the team in scoring and get them into the playoffs. So a lot of people are making a little push for him to be rookie of the year. I don't think it's possible. I think it's going to go to Ben Simmons. So that's the way. That's just simply the best performance. Hey, I'm gonna tell you who I'm leaving out of simply hey, the best performance, and hey, that is Russell Westbrook. That was a hey, sham of a la- what happened. In the last game, kudos what he did against Miami was different. That was a competitive matchup, and he and he was needed, and they, he was called upon to make the plays that he made. So that's what led to his triple double um, against the Heat in American in the Triple A American Airlines Arena. I get that part. That's not. I don't have a problem with that. But what happened at the, in the regular season finale where he needed 16 rebounds, he got 20, only scored 20 points, and then I think he dished out 16 assists. It, I mean, they, they wanted to make sure that he averaged a triple double. That was a sham, and I, I have I don't have a problem with what Russell Westbrook. I think he's a talented player. I think he's definitely probably one of the two two. I guess you would say one of the top five athletes that that's in the association. No no doubt about it. But I mean, he's a stats guy. That's the one reasons why Kevin Durant wanted to go to the Warriors. I think he just didn't see that as much as this guy wanted to do have stats and 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 all those things and accolades. He didn't feel like he had the same commitment to winning, and that's why he was he wanted to go to a better team. And I don't have a problem again. I never had a problem with what Kevin Durant did, so that's why he bounced. So. And then you got to look at it. Kevin Durant's kind of been validated in his stance against Russell Westbrook because look at what's been going on with Paul George and with Carmelo Anthony there. I mean, this team only won one more game than they won last year. They won 47 in the 2017 season, and they won 48 in the 28-2018 season. So you got to kind of validate, say to yourself, okay, that's time you got a so-called big three with Anthony, Westbrook, and Paul George, but yet and behold, the team still struggled. They still struggled this season, and they only won 48 games. I mean, come on. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it exactly what it is. But right now, it's the association. I'm going to get into that right now, and here we go. It's the NBA playoffs. Baby, didn't they tell you that I was a savage? Get white horse in a carriage. But you never could imagine. All right, it's the NBA playoffs. I'm getting ready to preview the first matchup. Of course, I'm going to talk about my Miami Heat first against the Philadelphia 76ers. This this matchup will start um, Saturday night. They've already uh, said it'll be an 8, p- 8 p.m. Uh, tip in the city of brotherly love. Um, the Philadelphia with uh, between the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. Listen, I said before the season started, and I said it last week. I said it any other time. I've mentioned about the Miami Heat and, and their playoff run. You know, I mentioned this in any other any uh, at any other point when I'm when I'm talking about the Miami Heat. They this season series was a split of two two between these two teams. The Miami Heat are. Not your average. This is not your average Eastern Conference. As much as people want to crown LeBron and what he's doing, the former number six and what he's doing um, in regards to Cleveland, and uh, I guess that he's going to get an opportunity to go to his eight straight finals. I said this at the beginning of the season. Since the two best players, LeBron James and Kyrie Irving, are on the same team, this Eastern Conference is wide open. Um, Kyrie's not going to be available for the Boston Celtics in the playoffs. So that makes them vulnerable in their matchup with the Milwaukee Bucks in that 2-7 matchup. We're going to get into that in a minute. But in regards to the Miami Heat, um, this is this is going to be interesting. Uh, this, really, this really will. I think the Heat are going to have some issues. Um, not sure about Josh, Josh Richardson's health. He was injured in that game 
um, Monday um, where he was, I mean, he actually just exploded. And this kid has had a breakout season. I don't think he'll win the NBA's most improved award, but he's had a he's had a breakout season. But his availability and his health will be a concern for the Miami Heat in this matchup um, with the Philadelphia 76ers. The season series was 2-2. Was, so that's even. I think that the Philadelphia 76ers are a young team. They are definitely talented. Uh, they don't just have Ben Simmons. They have the shooter, J.J. Redick. They have their Dario Saric, um, Surich. Um, Robert Covington and Amir Johnson in his work court and his workman like ability down low. Hassan Whiteside should have the should have the advantage in this matchup without Joel Embiid being available. Uh, J- James Johnson needs to be James Johnson of 2017. He has to be his matchup against Ben Simmons is going to be key. Um, Goran Dragic, Goran Dragic uh, uh, against JJ Reddick should be advantage Miami Heat. Dwayne Wade and his experience should be able to help. I say that the Miami Heat win this series. 4-2 and advance on to the Eastern Conference semifinals. Um, I just think that Miami has Miami's Miami's more prepared. My, I know the Philadelphia 76ers had a great season winning 50 ball games, but I just think that my Miami Heat has the better um, is is the more experienced team with Dwayne Wade on there, Goran Dragic being in the playoffs, um, some other guys that was on the rosters and when when the team was on the roster when the Miami Heat last made their appearance in the playoffs in 2016. So it's it's going to be we're going to move on. I think the Miami Heat will go on and beat the Philadelphia 76ers. I know that sounds like a homer pick, which more than likely uh, I guess I can admit that that is being a homer and calling it that way. But I just think that Miami Heat has a distinct advantage as far as experience. And the Philadelphia 76ers may have peaked one year too soon, but this will be a good learning experience for them if there is such a thing. All right, moving on to the next series where the potential matchup for the Miami Heat will be between will be either the Boston Celtics or the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, Boston will be without Gordon Hayward. And I mean, two major offseason acquisitions for them before this NBA NBA season started um, without Gordon Hayward and without Kyrie Irving. So they will depend on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Al Horford. Um, This that's just not a. That's not really a, 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 a formula or a team that you can honestly look at. It's not a team that you can honestly look upon and just say, hey, well, look, this is going to be a team that's going to be that you can look at and say, OK, uh, with Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum and Al Horford as a team that can just move on um, and, and do major things in the, in the playoffs, make a deep playoff run. That's just not that lineup with Gordon Haywood and Kyrie Irving. They would be anyway. The Washington Wizards will will be. I'm sorry. The Milwaukee Bucks we presenting. I mean, Giannis Atatokounmpo. Giannis Atatokounmpo. Well, I mean, he's a star. He's a 6'11 kid who's who's coming to his own this season. They got shooters in Chris Middleton. Um, without doubt, Eric Bledsoe coming over in the trade um, from Phoenix has helped them in the backcourt, and then they got the big kid John Henson on the inside. So they are very lengthy and long. Um, this could be an interesting matchup. I say it's going seven games. I'm only going to give Boston the edge because it's at home. Neither one of these teams are deep in playoff experience outside of the Celtics with Al Horford. Um, yes, the Celtics did make a deep playoff run last year, but that was with Avery Bradley, um, Terry Rozier, um, the kid, the, what's his name? The little kid wasn't there. Isaiah Thomas wasn't there, but Al Horford and some of these guys are there. So that's why I'm going to give the Celtics the advantage. Um, Kelly Olenek was on that team, but he's now with the Miami Heat. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and just give that advantage to the Boston Celtics and I see them moving on. So I see a Boston Miami, um, semifinal matchup in the Eastern conference. As far as, um, in regards to the, the Toronto Raptors going against the Washington Wizards. The Wizards have really just been snake bitten by injuries this season. There hasn't been um, 
a very productive season in regards to the Toronto Raptors. Again, they are number one. They have captured the number one seed. Um, I just don't think they're the best team in the conference, but they played the most consistent, I guess you can say, in regards to uh, what has happened during the 2018 regular season. So, you know, with DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, and Serge Ibaka, Okay, yes, it's been a nice story as far as that's concerned, but I just don't see them going anywhere. I don't see this as being a deep run or a team that you could say, oh, it's a shoe in for the NBA Finals as a number one, as a number one seed or whatever. I just don't see it that way. I'm not really enamored by the Toronto Raptors and what they can do. They played Miami Heat, played them to a standstill last night and actually conquered them in overtime in the NBA season, regular season finale. So, again, and, and and the Wizards, yeah, John Wall may be the fastest point guard in the league, but he still has a suspect John Shy. Badly Bill's not consistent. Um, I guess you can look at Porter, um, Oubre, and they still got um the big kid on the inside that um uh what's that kid's name? The big center that's on their team. But anyway, they still got the big and then they still got the big kid on the inside, um Martin Gortat. Um, on the inside, so they should be. It should be an interesting matchup, but I think the I think the Raptors go ahead and walk away with this in a, in a sweep, maybe four one. I'll get the Wizards one game. So that's my thoughts about that. And then in the other matchup in the Eastern Conference that everybody's been talking about is LeBron James going up against um, going against the Indiana Pacers. Um, this will be game one. I think this will be definitely a sweep. This is a four five matchup. Kudos to Indiana again, another team that nobody suspected to do anything out of Paul George was let go. Um, they moved on from uh, Teague. Jeff Teague, he was moved on. Um, basically, is is Victor Oladipo and a bunch of other, you know, very solid players. Lance Stevenson is on that team also. But anyway, this shouldn't be much of a matchup. I think that on the former number six and his cohort should be able to win this four four to one because they're definitely more talented than this team. And then set up the second round matchup with the Toronto Raptors, which probably I'm. I mean, if I'm looking at the Eastern Conference again with a second round matchup with the former number six going up against the Toronto Raptors, although the Raptors are the number one overall seed, I still see the former number six for failing and winning um, in a four two win in, in a serious matchup with the Toronto Raptors. So I see them moving on to the conference finals. And then in the other conference conference semifinal matchup, I have the Miami Heat going up against the Boston Celtics. The Miami Heat, again, are more experienced than the Boston Celtics. This draw could not have fallen better for the Heat. They they have to truly believe they have a real legitimate chance to go on, you know, with the dominance on the inside with Hassan Whiteside. And again, with the experience Miami is going to bring to the table in a second-round matchup against a young Boston core, not the Boston team that went last year. This Boston core is young. Their their star is is, is Jason Tatum, really, and 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 Jalen Brown. And Jalen Brown didn't get much burn. I can't say he was a, 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 a integral, pivotal, um, pivotal intricate or pivotal part of their run last season but he was on the roster so i still say the miami heat is better than the boston celtics i see that as a 4-2 also for the miami heat so yeah i got the conference finals being against the former number six going up against his former foes his former team and his best friend the miami heat this will be a compelling story everybody wants to what everybody would want to know that's the only reason why it's interesting because i don't care which one of these teams come out of the eastern conference they will be swept or maybe get one game by the golden state warriors point blank period that's the way i see it but anyway a matchup between the miami heat and the cleveland cavaliers i see this as a seven game series and i see that the miami heat will destroy lebron james myth and stop him from going to eight straight finals and it would be no sweeter revenge for heat nation than to see the former number six being denied an opportunity to make his eight straight his eighth 
straight final appearance, but then by the beloved Miami Heat. I still stick with my guns. We're saying that the Miami Heat will represent the Eastern Conference in the finals. I said this before the preseason. I mean, before the season started. So that's just what I'm going to go with. Yes, that is a lot of homer in me. But honestly, I think anybody that's anybody, although Miami has been inconsistent this season, says that these matchups for the Miami Heat has not, could not have fallen better, given the fact they're playing against two, yes, two talented teams in the Boston Celtics and the um, Philadelphia 76ers. But both of those teams' core is young. That's a young, those are young guys, those are young teams. So that's going to, and then when the playoffs slow down, it's going to become a grinding game. And definitely Miami has the advantage in that. So I think, I definitely see the Miami Heat prevailing there. All right, on over to the Western Conference. Um, the first round matchup with the Rockets. Um, going to have their first game. The Rockets are going to be in their first, the, the Rockets, who had the best record in the league, they're going to be going up against the Timberwolves team who pulled off a great win yesterday. The big cat, Cal Anthony Towns, has proven to be probably one of the better, I guess you can say, bigs in the league. He's going to present some problems on the inside. Wiggins is still hasn't made that, I guess you can say, same thing I said about Jameis in regards to making that difference, being a difference maker in re, at um. Uh, as a former number, as a overall, as a number number one overall pick, I don't see that in Andrew Wiggins yet. Jimmy Butler has brought stability to that team, and Jeff Teague, um, nice steady point guard, not an all star, but he's a steady and solid point guard. So it should be an interesting matchup. Thibodeau was definitely going to make this a. His kids are definitely going to work hard. I gotta say that. So the Minnesota Timberwolves will make the, the Houston Rockets work. If the Rockets are not careful, this could be a six or seven game series. This really could because t- the, the, the Timberwolves have the ingredient to stick with them. I mean, you can play Jimmy Butler. He can play. He can play on um, James Harden and make and make it difficult difficult for James Harden. And then you got Andrew Wiggins, Trevor Reason matchup, the big cat against Capella on the inside of uh, the Rockets, and the, the advantage definitely Chris Paul over Jeff T. But again, going to be interesting to see how Thibodeau. Um, tries to, I guess you can say, limit possessions in this game with um, the guy who will be against the guy who will be the coach of the year, Mike D'Antoni, his um, offensive assistant that's worked perfectly for James Harden in two years he's been his coach. But it's going to be it, Houston Rockets are not careful. This could be a, a six or seven game series. I still say that they move on. I'm going to go ahead and say that the Rockets will be in the Western Conference semifinals. And then in a matchup, other four or five matchup. Um, in the Western Conference, we got the Oklahoma, we got the Oklahoma City Thunder and Russell Westbrook, Paul George and Carmelo Anthony going against going up against rookie sensation Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell's a very nice player. He's had a great season. Um, they got the Rudy Gobert, big kid on the inside. They still got Derek Favors there. So this is a team. And then Jay Crowder came over in that deal for Rodney Hood that the Cleveland Cavaliers made in midseason. And Jay Crowder's brought consistency and stability and hard work um, to a team that was really they're, they're a hard fighting team. Somebody made mention at one time in um in, uh in an assessment of the Utah Jazz, that they're the Miami Heat of the Western Conference. The Miami Heat have have been known to be a hardworking team that makes makes a talented team work because of their lack of talent. But the Miami Heat will make you work. They will definitely put the screws on you and and make it a hard dogfight game. That's the same thing being said about the Utah Jazz under um, their coach Chris uh, Quinn. Um, so this will be interesting. Interesting to see what happens between Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz. I think that the Thunder have just way too much for them um, to be able to, to, to for the Utah Jazz to be able to, to be a difference as far as this game is concerned. But hey, who knows? 
I mean, I didn't think nobody thought the Utah Jazz would be here now, but in the Oklahoma City has been erratic. They really have. They've been erratic all season. Um, it's proven that they, I mean, it's, it's obviously obviously something's not there. They've had that issue in regards to, um, you know, this season. They Like I said, they only had a one-game improvement in wins, but it should be interesting. I'm going to still say that the Oklahoma City Thunder move on to face the Houston Rockets in the second round. All right, on to the next matchup. I'm going to say the Golden State Warriors against the San Antonio Spurs. Listen, the San Antonio Spurs have no one. They have no one. They don't have anybody. Um, they have LaMarcus Aldridge. I know he's he's having a breakout season, but Kawhi Leonard is not here. Tony Parker is not himself. Mano Ginobili is coming on, and he's playing, uh, I guess you could say, pivotal minutes down the stretch. But let's be honest. Do the San Antonio Spurs, even with this lineup, have enough to beat the Golden State Warriors, even without Steph Curry in the first round? Let's be honest. No. They'll be lucky if they get a game. That's just the way it is. And they may get one, game three, game four in um, – in, in San Antonio. Murray's had a nice season. I got to give it to him, but he's not Tony Parker. And then you got Patty Mills. Yes, he's sporadic. You never know. And Rudy Gay has been nice. So the Rudy Gay Rudy Gay matchup against against Kevin Durant will be nice. Two very long players, but Kevin Durant's the better player. Um, uh, Danny Green chasing around. I mean, you got two two outstanding shooters, but let's say what it is. Clay Thompson's the better shooter than Danny Green. He's the more consistent shooter. And then you got the backcourt of Quinn Cook going up against Quinn Cook, taking the place of Steph Curry. He'll be going up against um, Murray. So I guess you could say they, they, they counsel each other out, although Murray has had a, a, a nice season. And then you get a look at Paul Gasol on the inside with Marcus Aldridge going up against, uh, I guess you'd say, David West and Draymond Green or – Draymond Green and and JaVale McGee or I mean whoever or, or Bell or whoever that that Golden State wants to throw out there as far as a big man rotation the Golden State Warriors have more than the San Antonio Spurs so let's move them on four one they should win this they should win that easy it could it should be a sweep but I have a lot of respect for the Spurs and say they get one game behind Lamarcus Aldridge just having a game out of his mind and a little help from someone else but no Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard makes this a no brainer it will be an easy move on for the Golden State Warriors and then in another matchup of a 3-6 matchup nobody and again this is another team that had an outstanding season with Damian Lillard Damian Lillard and um and uh CJ McCollum in the backcourt for the Trailblazers they have been nice the Trailblazers have been nice they have a strong team they play up and down they play fast um the Pelicans are a young team AD is definitely coming to his own he's now league he's now being making his second playoff appearance uh with Ray John Rondo so DeMarcus Cousins for um, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. I really don't see this much as a a matchup. I think the backcourt of CJ, uh, Damian Lillard and CJ McCullough will definitely be that wailing advantage of the of, of the Portland Trail Brazers in this matchup. Also, they should uh, get more Maurice or Harkles back. Maurice Harkles should be returning. Um, that should uh, definitely bol- bolster up their lineup as they get ready to um, take on this matchup with Big AD, the brow, the unibrow, Anthony Davis. Um, I, I, I mean, kudos to Alvin Gentry and what he's done with that franchise so far. But anyway, they just still missing some talent. They just don't have enough in the backcourt to be able to compete with the go with the um, Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, I'm sorry, with the Portland Trailblazers. So I got the tra- Portland Trailblazers moving on to play against the Golden State Warriors in this in the semi in the Western Conference semi went sem- semifinals. I think that the Trailblazers in their up and down style, they're not going to outscore Golden State. Uh, Steph will be making his return. I will see. I, I should. You would probably see 
see him playing limited minutes, um, getting his getting his legs under him as they get ready to build up with a, with a potential second of. Uh, Finals Western Conference Finals matchup with the Houston Rockets. I still see this. Now this could be a little, a little iffy. The, the Trailblazers could get maybe one or two games. I say only one, so I say four one for the Golden State Warriors over the Portland Trailblazers. But it would not surprise me if the Trailblazers get two games. But anyway, I still see that the Golden State Warriors will move on. And in the other Western Conference semifinal matchup between the Philadelphia—I mean, I'm sorry—between I keep wanting to say Philadelphia between the between the Houston Rockets. And the Oklahoma City Thunder. This will be compelling. This will be. This will have the matchup of the last two of uh, the the last two MVPs. Um, well, I'm saying that James Harden will be announced the MVP this season. So you got James Harden going going against Russell Westbrook. James Harden was once the Sixth Man of the Year and a team of, teammate of Russell Westbrook. They made a finals appearance, a finals run together um, in 2012 with KD. Um, they lost to the Miami Heat four one. So anyway, this should be um, a very special matchup between Russell Westbrook going up against James Harden. But I think the matchup that everybody's going to see is Russell Westbrook going up against Chris Paul. That is a that's a huge advantage Russell Westbrook um as far as athleticism. James Harden will be going up against I guess you would say they will bring um Corey off the bench and see how that works out for them. But I think Corey's hurt. I'm not sure. But we I'm mean, let me just look up that information. But anyway, going to be looking at yeah, Corey Brewer. I don't think Corey Brewer's healthy. I think he got injured on that last. He did. He got injured in the season finale, so that might hurt them in their matchup in in, in their matchup um, with the Houston Rockets in the semi in the Western Conference semis. But anyway. Russell Westbrook, I mean, not Russell Westbrook, James Harden's going to have the advantage there. You got Trevor Reza going up against, I guess you would say, Paul George. Um, Okay, interesting. Capello on the inside with Steve with Big Steven Adams. And then you got Carmelo Anthony going up against, I guess you could say Ryan Anderson would come in for the uh Houston Rockets. That's what I'm looking at. The Rockets bench is much deeper than um Oklahoma City. They bring Raymond Felton off the bench. Yes. By all I can really acknowledge is Raymond Felton um and coming off OKC's bench. Houston has the advantage, but I still say this will be a seven-game series. Houston wins at home over Oklahoma City and advances to the Western Conference Finals with the Golden State Warriors. This is and this is what I'm going to say: the Golden State Warriors should have a big advantage as far as rest. The two matchups that the Houston Rockets have is going to be brutal. They got to deal with the big cat, um, Carl Anthony Towns. They got to deal with experienced playoff, um, experienced experience veteran uh, with. Playoff experience with Todd Gibson and Jimmy Butler coming from Chicago and being a part of those teams that made deep playoff runs on the Thibodeau. And then you got Andrew Wiggins, a young player. And then you got Jeff Teague, a solid guard. Houston Rockets have a tough road to toe as in this tournament in regards to trying to get to the finals and capture the team's um, third championship, uh, their, their third um, NBA title in the franchise history. That's going to be interesting how that works, but it will not happen. I see that the Houston Rockets will go on to play the Golden State Warriors uh, in the Western Conference Finals after two brutal rounds in the first and in the quarterfinals. Oh, the, excuse me, in the first and in the semifinals. And then when they get to the final round, they're going to play against Golden State. Uh, Steph Curry will be able to get some some of his legs underneath him um, after playing a little bit in that maybe five games against um, Portland. Um, he still won't be, I guess you could say, in NBA playoff shape, but he will be better than he than he was. Rest will definitely help. I do not see this as being close, although that the Houston Rockets have the home court advantage. I'm going to give them two games. I will say that the Houston Rockets will win two games over the Golden State Warriors. 
but the Golden State Warriors will advance on to the NBA Finals. So I got the NBA Finals between the Golden State Warriors and the Miami Heat. My prediction at the beginning of the season was this. I see it coming. I just see this playing out um, exactly how I saw it in the beginning of the year. Listen, I said if anybody, I said even if Cleveland got there, they'd be lucky to get one game. I would be lucky to get one game, but I'm going to go ahead and call it a sweep. I think that the Golden State Warriors will go on and sweep the Miami Heat and win their third title in four years. And then we get to the NBA offseason, and then some changes may be made, and they'll get more more competition, more serious competition that can say that they are, that someone else is a legit threat to stopping the reign of the Golden State Warriors. And that's my NBA Finals preview and predictions that I got coming up for the 2018 playoffs, the, the Golden State Invitational Tournament. That's what I'm calling it. That's basically what this is. So we're going to see how that works and how it plays out. But that again, that's what I think. That's what I thought at the beginning of the year. So that's what it is. That's exactly how I see it. All right. Now moving on. Last segment of this last segment of this podcast will be about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what they have done this offseason. Um, last offseason, they made a big splash with picking up Deshaun Jackson to get him speed outside to go along with um, Mike Evans. And then they drafted the young kid, O.J. Howard. That was supposed to be able to give them something um, in the um, down the middle they didn't really I, I again they didn't do anything that the last season that that really i guess you could just say was it it was exciting you know they they just they just haven't it, it, i don't I, they just didn't do anything that wowed me let me put it that way the Tampa bay buccaneers as far as what they did last season um as far as what they've done this offseason so far this really hasn't been anything they just added a center um they signed a um, ryan jensen to a four-year contract they also got uh vinnie curry um, they picked him up. Very nice, nice pickup. They've they've been able to they've been able to add little Nick Nick Nick. Uh, I guess you could say pieces to add depth. Make me believe that they're going to be able to overtake the the New Orleans uh, New Orleans Saints, and they made their they made their run in deep in the playoffs last season. The uh, Carolina Panthers are deep from are uh, one year removed from having I mean two years removed from making a Super Bowl appearance, and then you got the Atlanta Falcons. Well, three years removed for the Carolina Panthers, and two years removed now for the Atlanta Falcons from making one. The Atlanta Falcons were able to go out to uh the LA Rams and win in a playoff game. So they're they're a team that's on their way. They're a team that's able to I uh, I guess you could say would be able to build something going into next season. So right now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, if you really being honest with yourself and looking at everything, they're the fourth best team in the NFC South. And is and again, I don't see how that's gonna change unless injuries take over. You know, they they remain healthy and everybody else has injuries issue uh, injury issues, but I don't see anything that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have done this offseason. I mean, Vinnie Curry's a nice player. He's a, he's a nice, I guess you can say, piece. He's coming over for the he's coming over from the Eagles. Um, this will be his first year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, he's he's a nice piece. He, I don't I don't think you can look at him, you know, as one of these guys that he's a he's a he's a, a difference maker at defensive end but the buccaneers feel like he'll be a great addition to what they already have um along that defense line so i, I don't know i i don't know I, I, i'm not i'm not i guess you it's not a wow for me i mean he is coming from the defending super bowl champion who only got one sack in that that super bowl against tom brady tom brady threw 500 yards so i don't know i mean they they had a stout defense they were able to stop case keenum Big deal, but anyway, um, so they he he he's joining the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers have made that signing. Yeah, I guess it gives the Buccaneers some pieces. 
I mean, to add as far as depth concerned, Derek Cutter, or Dirk Cutter, the coach, he, I mean, he, he was the former offensive coordinator that, that they put in place when they let Lovey go. So, a position in the Dolphins. I think they definitely had a better quarterback than the Miami Dolphins. But as far as Tampa Bay is concerned, just eh. I don't know. I mean, you know, they, they, they just eh. I mean, they, they didn't put any pressure on the quarterback last season. They were dead last. Um, Jameis was still a turnover machine. Um, they didn't find a way to use Deshaun Jackson at all. So, I don't know. And, you know, they they got, okay, Vinnie Curry, Bo Allen, and, you know, you got the big kid in the middle, um, McCoy. So, let's see. what Let's just see. Let's see. But as far as what they're going to do in this division, eh, the Buccaneers will be four. They'll be four. So I don't think they're going to make any 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 big time, I guess, any any big time splash. You know, basically, I just don't see them making any, any type of deep run in the um, – in the NFL next season. So it is what it is. All right, as I get ready to close, I'm getting ready to close out right now. I want to thank everybody for taking the opportunity to listen to Will's Take on Sports. Please follow my podcast. Um, please follow my podcast on Facebook, Will's Take on Sports. It's on Facebook. Please like the page. You'll get information in regards to podcasts, upcoming, and also sometimes I drop my thoughts on there about things that go on in sports. Also follow me on on. On Twitter and Instagram at WWS underscore sports show. And again, information about the podcast will be there. I want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen and download, share it with a friend that is a fellow sports fanatic, a fellow sports fanatic in the state of Florida. This is a Florida based podcast. I like to cover sports in my home state of Florida. Thank you, everyone. And remember, say a prayer for somebody. The prayer changes things. I holler. I'll see you next week.